0: is the Law Podcasting Podcast, where you learn how to use modern media to get your message out, and more good clients to your law practice. Here's your host, Gordon Firemark. All right, hello everybody, and welcome back to this, episode number 23 of the Law Podcasting Podcast. And as the announcer on the recording said, I'm your host, Gordon Firemark, and this is the show about how lawyers are using the power of podcasting to support and develop their businesses and also just having a good time and and getting in on something fun. So my guest today is Nicole Aboud, an attorney practicing fashion law in Los Angeles. She works with fashion designers and companies to set up their business entities, protect their brands and so on. And she graduated from Southwestern Law in 2011. She's uh, still heavily involved in the law school's Young Alumni Organization, as well as the Arab American Lawyers Association of Southern California and the American Bar Association. In her downtime, she trains for half marathons, volunteers at legal clinics and other community organizations, and uh, she likes to hang out at her local public library. That's one of my little vices, too. Um, But we're here to talk about podcasting, and when Nicole isn't lawyering, you can find her chatting with awesome millennial attorneys on her show, the Gen Y Lawyer. That's Y-W-H-Y, Lawyer Podcast, the Gen Y Lawyer Podcast. Nicole's guests range from attorneys who are finding great success in their legal careers to young lawyers who have decided to pursue alternative non-legal careers and find happiness other ways. Through the podcast, Nicole hopes to inspire professionals to shake off their fear of being unconventional and embrace their unique voice. Hi, Nicole. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Hi, Gordon. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Well, thanks. I'm glad to have you. And uh, I also went to Southwestern, so uh, I, think it, right. I think we're the bison, isn't it? Something We like are. That. We are. <laughs> Good old bison. Anyway, so the Gen Y Lawyer Podcast, what inspired this show?
1: Okay, that is the million-dollar question. I am... Um, Okay, so to back it up a little bit, I actually had been blogging for okay. about a year, mm-hmm. and this was uh, a, a, less than a year ago. Uh, I started blogging just as a way to share my voice and just kind of put my name out there and have something that's connected mm-hmm. to, my, to my firm and help promote my firm. Mm-hmm. Um, I started blogging, but then I realized that I was pretty much writing all day at work, just yeah. drafting motions or whatever the case may be. And then when I got home, I was writing some more for this blog, and I had <laughs> right. to... Right. So I was just writing all day and I had to do research. And, and you know, for legal blogging, you mm-hmm. can't just type something up and put it out there. You really have to fact check and make sure the law is correct yeah. and all that stuff. So I really got tired of writing. So I figured, why not try a new medium? Mm-hmm. And I happened to catch on to podcasts. Um, I, I, heard that podcasts were going to blow up eventually. And, mm-hmm. and a lot of, um, I started listening to a lot of podcasts that really inspired me. So a lot of business, uh, related ones. And I thought I could do that too. Um, and the, and the reason I decided to focus it on young attorneys at Gen Y attorneys, uh, is because I, after graduating from law school and passing the bar, I was lucky enough to find a part-time job. So I, I started working, but the first few months were a huge reality check because everyone knows the practice of law is nothing like what you learn in law school, right? Right. So I I always was, I was really happy being a student, but I was not very happy being a lawyer. And I wasn't sure if it was the area I was in or like the practice area or just the entire practice of law didn't fulfill me. Huh. So I thought I was alone. And then I started talking to a lot of my friends and classmates and found that I wasn't the only one who was experiencing this. There were a lot of, other people, uh, a lot of other young attorneys who were equally unhappy. They were not satisfied. They were very disillusioned, and and practicing was nothing like what they expected. So I figured, why not create a podcast that showcases the attorney, the young attorneys who are really loving it, and they're actually very successful at it, even at a young age, and they're just kicking butt, and, and just showcase their stories, but also address. The other group of attorney, young attorneys who are not happy practicing and, and a lot of them moved on to other entrepreneurial pursuits and, and they're using their legal knowledge in that area. Mm-hmm. So I thought it'd be really cool to hear their stories and hopefully inspire other young attorneys or law students to either keep going for it or maybe consider something else. Oh,
0: okay. So you were listening to some other shows before you decided to do your own. Tell, tell me what were some of the ones that helped to inspire this uh Venture.
1: <laughs> I so let's see. A lot of them were business, like okay. I mentioned. So there was. I listened to Entrepreneur on Fire uh, with John Lee Dumas. That's I think a big one. Yeah. Um. I really like Smart Passive Income with Pat Flynn. Yep. Um. I I liked his style. His his style of uh, I guess hosting, and I also liked the the notion of smart passive income. Yeah. <laughs> um. Which is a whole other thing that lawyers tend i guess are trying to explore nowadays right some other streams of income this lawyer certainly is yeah right (laughs) (laughs) so um yeah i think those were the two big ones and then of of course serial i think everyone yeah i mean everyone says that serial brought on the second wave of podcasting right and a lot of older podcasters hate that but uh but yeah no serial was definitely a great podcast and it really changed the way i think people listened um I guess, listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. So that was another one.
0: Okay. So talk about your, your learning curve and getting set up and, um, you know, are you a techie geek yourself Where did you do all this stuff yourself? What, what resources did you look to to learn how to get it set up?
1: Yeah, I'm not really a techie geek at all. Actually. I, I'm usually a little late to adopt all like technology, I guess in general, but I, Somehow managed to do it myself, which should give anyone out there hope if I can do it. Yeah, Yeah, I actually um, watched. So Pat Flynn from Mm -hmm. Smart Passive Income has a six part video series. Uh, It's on his website and I'm assuming it's on YouTube as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, so it kind of walks you through the whole process of how to set up your your first podcast. And it covers everything from the basics of which equipment to use. Um, to editing your episodes and uploading it to iTunes and submitting your feed and all the stuff that I had no idea what it was, but I just followed it step by step and mm-hmm. and I got it up there on iTunes.
0: <laughs> awesome! Yeah, and, and here it is. Now you're on episode, I want to say, thirteen or fourteen.
1: I uh, thirteen exactly. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. And and um, okay. Any glitches so far? Any any uh, exciting moments?
1: <laughs> you know what, let's uh, knock on wood. So let's see, no major glitches. And yeah, I think it's because it's still somewhat of a baby podcast. I officially launched in March, uh-huh. March 6th of, of just two months ago, 2015. Nice. And the only, I guess, major thing that I, that has happened, which really isn't that bad, is um, I actually, my very first episode is the only one that I recorded the entire thing on my own. So just me yeah. speaking into a microphone, it was content based, not interview. hmm and I wrote out this this script and, and I wasn't just going to wing it. So I wrote uh-huh. up this long script and I was like, wow, this is amazing. And I ended up recording it a few times just to kind of get a feel for it. And it was, mm-hmm. like I said, very first time in front of the mic. And um, by maybe the fifth time, I, I kind of got it down and I recorded something that I was pleased with. And I don't know what I did. I used Audacity to edit. Okay. I'm not sure what I clicked, but I deleted that whole thing. Oh, <laughs> and it that's... was, yeah, and it was about... I want to say it was about twenty minutes, which mm-hmm. is not that long, I guess. But having had tried it five times prior to that, I was yeah. I was pretty upset. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> so you use Audacity to record, also Sorry.
1: Audacity, yeah. So uh, that's what I used to edit, mm-hmm. and I, I think that was recommended by all the yeah. by everyone that I listened to to help me set up my podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's what I used to edit, and then I use um, Pamela to record my interviews on Skype.
0: Oh, I see. Okay.
1: Yeah. But um I think you also asked what if I've had any great moments.
0: Well, please, yeah.
1: Um So yeah, so I've actually had I mean, I haven't had any specific great moments just yet, but I do have a few things that really that kind of um warm my heart. Uh-huh. <laughs> and for me, I I try to tell people who are li- my listeners that they can reach out to me and tell me their stories because I want to hear them. I want to hear their story and what their journey has been as a young attorney. So I, I kind of get, so when I receive emails from other young lawyers who say that they listen to the podcast and they're really benefiting from it and, and they feel inspired and, and they share their story of how unhappy they are, that kind of, I mean, that kind of warms my heart knowing that there are other, that first that people are actually listening and then that they're engaging and responding to me. That's wonderful. And I, yeah. And I think another great thing is the high I feel after I'm I'm done recording. <laughs> <laughs> I just right? Like I just get a major rush of adrenaline. As soon as I'm done with the recording though, like right before I'm actually pretty nervous about it.
0: (laughs) Oh, interesting. How do you deal with the nervous?
1: I, so in the beginning I just, I guess sucked it up. I'm, I mean, I, I get a little nervous when I go to court and Mm -hmm. I always thought that was a good thing. You know, it kind of helps me maybe perform better. So I figured, okay, that's, it'll just go away with time. It hasn't gone away yet. So I've tried, (laughs) I've started incorporating, um, more yoga moves (laughs) and which is something i learned at new media expo just last month which Uh was in vegas yeah i attended a panel where the speaker elsie escobar she's actually a a podcaster herself she uh she podcasts that's her podcast Mm -hmm. she's a yoga instructor and she kind of walked us through a bunch of exercises that we can do uh both sitting down and standing up and and just facial, uh, I guess, muscle stretches oh, yeah. and all that stuff to help to help oh, uh, your voice project. Yeah, it was great. So that's now that's really
0: interesting. You and I almost met at New Media Expo. You reached out to me, but I wasn't available or whatever. And I wish I'd attended that that uh, session. It sounds like a great one.
1: Yeah, it was definitely very good. And I wish we had met.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> Maybe
1: next year. Yeah. But <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's kind of how I deal with it now. And honestly, once I start recording, I just I get into a groove and I kind of forget the nerves. But mm-hmm. it's, it's right before that's the worst part, I guess <laughs> yeah, so
0: it, what they say is, you know, when you, anytime you're giving a speech or, or an opening argument or anything else, you know, you want to rehearse the heck out of the first three sentences or so, and then you get, you're on a roll and you'll be fine. <laughs> you know, you yeah. Just, uh, that's, I believe that. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, the show is called Gen Y lawyer. Talk a little bit about the format and structure. I mean, it sounds like it's an interview show. Um, why, why go, with a, a not. Oh, okay. So I guess what I'm getting at is it's, this is not a, a, uh, a show that's directly targeted at growing your law practice per se. You were blogging in that, in that sort of substantive law space. Yes.
1: Um, yeah. And, yeah exactly. So the blog was about fashion law.
0: Okay. Are you still doing the blog at all?
1: No, you know what? Unfortunately, I haven't been able to do both. Okay. So as soon as the podcast started, mm-hmm. I have had to drop the blog. Okay.
0: So have you found, though, that doing this podcast where you're interviewing other lawyers, does it does it help your practice? Does it have any impact at all? Do your clients know about it? What do they think?
1: Um, it hasn't, maybe because it's still new. It yeah. hasn't had a direct uh, impact on my practice mm-hmm. in terms of clients actually finding me through it. Mm-hmm. Um, it has had an immense impact on me personally and that's i mean that's something i can definitely talk talk about but yeah no it's definitely um i just see a lot of changes in the way that i ask questions Mm -hmm. um i've become a much better active listener uh so now i mean at first i would ask questions and and i think i was just trying to anticipate the next question i wanted to ask that i wouldn't really listen to a person's answer and now i feel like i i listen and i actually try to um Integrate their answer into my next question. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. So, just as a as a lawyer and as a young lawyer, as a human, I've just I feel like I've become a better person.
0: Wait, lawyer, human? Okay. Yeah, I know. Being (laughs) smart alecky. Okay.
1: (laughs) Um, That's great. Yeah, and then uh, I mean, of course, it didn't. It hasn't helped me uh, get any clients yet, Mm -hmm. which is okay. But it has helped me. It has led to a lot of different it has allowed me to participate in a lot of activities i probably wouldn't have been able to without it okay yeah so i like i first of all it gives me something to talk to people about when i go networking sure. um so, i mean obviously i talk about what i do and all that good stuff but it kind of gives me that extra mm-hmm. that extra edge over other people who might not have a podcast to talk about
0: when and you were, that, yeah i, I get it. when you, when you were starting out and thinking about doing uh, launching a podcast did you consider doing a fashion law subject matter or
1: um yeah i mean it definitely crossed my mind i figured it would be good to kind of keep it in the same uh mm-hmm. realm of what i'm practicing because then yeah i would probably get clients that way if they happen to listen to it but i didn't i wanted to go a little bit bigger um i realized that it's still my podcast is still a little niche, i guess but uh-huh. it's not I, I feel like fashion law would just be a little bit smaller okay And I I really wanted to address this bigger concern I was having. So aside from the uh, legal and business issues that were happening in the fashion industry, I really, I think I connect more with what's happening to young attorneys in general. So that's what I wanted to put out there. So
0: have you found that it has sort of refreshed your interest and enthusiasm for the law as well? For the law? (laughs) Maybe not. I
1: (laughs) I feel like if anything, it's, it's sending me the other way. I'm becoming a little bit more cynical about it, just hearing other people and just, (laughs)
0: yeah okay
1: actually no I I hear other I hear my guests great stories of how they were able to transition out of the lawn into something that they they were really passionate about something they really love and that Mm -hmm. anything that actually motivates me to want to start incorporating more business um, uh, I guess
0: ventures into my practice oh okay yeah that's cool
1: yeah, so, <laughs> so no, it had the opposite effect of anything.
0: <laughs> well, but you know, if it helps you figure out who you are and what you're and who you're going to serve, um, yeah. and maybe you know, maybe the law practice is just a part of of a larger scheme of things. That's great, right? Right. So, so talk about the workflow for the show. How do you prep? What's the process like? I mean, from you know, how do the guests come to you, or are you reaching out to people and talk about that, and then all the way through your recording and post production process?
1: Okay. So I think that's the great thing about having lawyers as guests. You are never at a loss for guests because <laughs> lawyers love talking about themselves, right? Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> it's it's pretty easy. So I actually just um I go online and I uh so I either have people recommend guests who they mm-hmm. think would be great and fit, I guess, the demographic of, of my audience. Um, or I just go online and either look on Above the Law or on the ABA website and just see wh- who which attorneys are out there and 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 who are the ones who are doing something really cool with their careers. And mm-hmm. I I shoot them an email and I just tell them about my podcast and they're always willing to actually do it. So that's the great part. Cool. So I send yeah, and I, I in the email I send them a few dates um when I'm available and I realize that eventually I probably should use something a little bit better to to schedule my uh interviews. But right now I'm just kind of doing it myself. I, I feel like See, this is the weird thing because I feel like, yeah, maybe it's easier to just put a link in the email and have them go and sign up whenever they want so we can avoid the back and forth. Mm-hmm. But I, a little part of me feels like maybe they won't go that extra step to click that oh, link and go sign up. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, maybe if they want it bad enough, they will. But I mean, it's, it's just a mental thing I need to get over. But yeah, so we set it up. We set a date and about. A, I make sure they have um, a microphone. So I asked them if they have access to a good plug-in microphone usb one as opposed to the built-in one and if they don't i Mm -hmm. even offer to send them one and i actually have been doing that for a few of my guests Mm -hmm. Um, so i just i bought not obviously i don't have a fancy mic to send them i just send them one that plugs in and that does the job and it's pretty cheap sure um
0: and then they send it back to you or do they keep it yeah
1: so no (laughs) (laughs) i actually i pay for the return postage as well perfect yeah (laughs) so they send it back to me and then about a week or so before the interview, I send them a list of questions I want to ask them. And that's when I uh, delve a little bit deeper into um, their background, I guess. So I look mm-hmm. on LinkedIn and I Google them essentially and just yeah. set up a bunch of questions that I tailored to them. I have some questions that I ask of all of my guests. So sure. those are pretty easy and I send those to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, um, yeah, and then we exchange Skype information. And on the day of, I call them, I record it. And like I mentioned, I use Pamela to record on Skype. Uh-huh. So as soon as I um, hit the call button, it starts recording, and then as soon as I'm done, it ends. Uh-huh. And then I take that MP3 and put it into Audacity and let it sit there until I'm ready to edit it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Which is whenever I decide to um, air the show, because uh-huh. some, sometimes I record a bunch in a week and sure. then I spread them out throughout the month. Uh-huh. So, so yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No,
0: no. Finish your thought.
1: Yeah. Um yeah so my thought was gonna be the editing process and how long that takes tell me okay so this is this is the part that I know is gonna get better the the better I get at it okay. um, and I'm like I said I'm not very techy so I'm still pretty new at all this stuff and I had to learn how to use audacity on my own and mm-hmm. just watching YouTube uh, videos but I uh, so each episode of mine is usually about um an hour only with all the talk beforehand and after so afterwards.
0: the raw version of it of the recording is an go.
1: hour long okay. yeah i guess that's the lingo right <laughs> <laughs> so the raw version is about an hour sometimes a little bit longer okay. so i i listen to it all the way through and cut out the beginning and the end mm-hmm. and i'm left with about 35 to 40 minutes worth okay. of actual um audio nice and then i listen to it the first time all the way through just to remove all the ums and anything that i think shouldn't be there on both ends mine and, and my guest Mm-hmm and then I listen to it a second time to write down the show notes as I'm listening so that I'm not interrupted by anything I need to edit out I just uh, listen to it and actually create my show notes okay and then I listen to it oh and then I record the intro and outro on my own mm-hmm. put it all together and listen to it one last time before I upload it wow. so I listen to it yeah so at the very least I listen to it three times and if an episode is 40 minutes, 45 minutes. It's, <laughs> yeah. it can be a long time.
0: You've put three and a half hours in by the time yeah. Yeah, or more. Yeah, and, right. and yeah, that's the big objection for lawyers, isn't it? I mean, we're, we're sort of trained to think about our time in dollars. <laughs> yeah. and, and when you start doing that, the, the big concern is how much time is, is it really going to take me to do this? Have you found, I mean, you, you've done 13 episodes so far. Have you found that you're saying fewer ums as you go through?
1: Yeah, it's gone. I, I hope it's gone better. I've actually recorded about twenty. I've only aired thirteen. Okay. So yeah, I can. It, it's weird. The earlier episodes are not that great because I was just reading questions, just firing Q and A, and not really listening. Like I mentioned earlier. So I did say less ums because I was just reading off of a paper. Uh-huh. Uh, but now because it's more conversational, I, more ums are slipping in. <laughs> You, but I'm aware of it,
0: yeah, and and you and you feel strongly that you need to edit those out or or is there
1: not as much anymore? Okay. no, and to be honest, sometimes it's hard because i my ums are are directly stuck to my words. It's very hard to separate them without making it sound choppy, so I just keep it in there and and I yeah, I definitely. So I get what you're, uh, I guess, getting at. Yeah, it sounds a little unnatural not to say any ums or not to say yeah. like because that's how people talk. Sure. Um. So yeah, I just like I did that right now. <laughs>
0: well, this doesn't have to be. Uh, my thinking is this: that we don't have to have the super professional. You know, we're not doing broadcast television to the you know ginormous mass masses. We are doing narrowcasting and being our authentic selves. Really has some value um and and certainly when you're trying to market a a law practice and using the podcast for that you want your clients to know you're a human being and know what kind of a person you are and and those kinds of things i think if you're trying to get anybody interested in what you're saying that same thing is true you know you want them to trust you and not I, well, I mean, we as lawyers are trained to write in a certain way that is very unnatural. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, when we're speaking, and it's sort of what you were saying. It's it's very different from when you're writing a blog post. So yeah. uh, you can afford to be, I think, more authentic and less... Uh,
1: um, Robotic? Polished. Well, <laughs> yeah.
0: you know, polished, yeah. Yeah. So That's anyway. a better
1: way of saying it. <laughs> and also, real quickly, yeah. um, just to go back and address the whole... Uh, how much time it takes? Please. I so here are my thoughts on that because yeah, it's taking me a, a long time, and I don't want that to deter anyone. Uh, when I started before I started my blog over a year ago, I attended a lot of different um, like workshops and CLEs about mar- different ways to market yourself as mm-hmm. a lawyer, and obviously blogging was a huge um, thing that everyone was pushing. Sure. So uh, one of the the speakers at the workshops said that he spends an hour a day <clears> every day. Um, or at least five days a week on just marketing. And for him, that's um, both blogging, so just busting out a a blog article and just reaching out to people. Just one hour a day. He took it from 11 to noon and that's what he did. He blocked off everything else. So I'm thinking, I don't do that during the week. I pretty much save all those hours and do it it on the weekend when I edit my podcast. (laughs) So I think that... Yeah, you're going to be putting in a lot of time so you can either spread it out throughout the week and work on marketing your firm or whatever it is that you want to market or just do it all together. And yeah, it's going to be a big chunk of time on the weekend or at night, but... You have to do it. It's, well, it's super important.
0: And there's a learning curve, and as time goes by, you, you'll see you'll get better at it, and, and you'll be more adept with the editing software, and it'll go faster.
1: Yeah, and, hopefully, uh,
0: you'll find ways to batch it. Or you know, the other thing that that as lawyers get busy is they can they can outsource the post production, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, Fiverr and uh, other. Uh, virtual assistant kinds of services are out there that make it relatively affordable. In fact, there's a couple of um, new startups in the podcasting space that basically are sort of doing done-for-you production work. So you record it, give them a file, and next thing you know, you've got a show out.
1: Yeah. Um, But I think think there's definitely some value in doing it yourself in the beginning initially just so you actually know how to do it and just so you know what's happening. So when you do outsource it, eventually... You kind of understand the basics of it. And you know what they're doing. So, yeah. So it's it's important to put to pay your dues in the beginning when it comes to this kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, what do you think is the most powerful aspect, or what makes power podcasting a powerful tool?
1: I honestly, it is just so intimate. If you think about it, I mean, how where else can you pretty much get right inside someone's ear and just whisper <laughs> whisper right into their ear what you have to say what your message is and what you're trying to promote or whatever the case may be. It is, I mean, you have um, a targeted audience, basically, yeah, a captive audience, I should say. And, and people who are listening to your podcast purposely went there to listen to you and to hear what you have to say. And, and I think I don't think it gets more, much more direct than that.
0: Yeah. It's that that intensely interested. They've subscribed in many cases to hear it and they're waiting for that next episode to come. Unlike it's Tuesday night at eight o'clock, this is what's on television. So, okay, I guess that's what I'll watch. Right.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And it's, and it's on demand so they can just listen to it when they want and, and hopefully incorporate it into their daily routine. So at the gym or while driving and I think, and it's great. And as a host, as a podcaster yourself, it's just, it's such a great platform to just Speak your mind and just sh- say your message and and just um, and be able to connect with people and and it sounds weird because it's just you and a microphone unless you interview people while they're sitting next to you but it's just yeah it's just you and the microphone and and you get to just lay it all out and and it's hard to be phony for a very long period of time so I think eventually your your true uh, personality will come out and I think that that can be somewhat hidden in writing. So if you blog or maybe not so much in video, Mm -hmm. but yeah, it's, it's very hard to kind of keep up and act for a very long time. So eventually you're going to have to just be yourself and people will will either like it or not. But I think that's, what's so great about podcasting. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So you're not using your podcast as a marketing tool specifically for your practice, but do you think, I want to get your thoughts on that idea of Mm -hmm. podcasting as a marketing tool.
1: OK, so I think just with like with any kind of marketing for lawyers, it needs to you need to proceed with caution because it can very easily border on sleazy. And I think that's <laughs> it's unfortunate because that's I mean, that's just the misconception sure. <laughs> that people have about lawyers. So I think if they see us trying to sell, 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 it, it's mm-hmm. just going to turn people off. So so, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think it can be a great marketing tool, especially for young lawyers. Mm-hmm. Um but not, I don't know. I don't know if it's great to promote a practice area because I don't know if you're just going to sit there talking about like personal injury or <laughs> right. I, I, I don't know. But I think, I think because people will get to know you as a person mm-hmm. um, and get to hear you and your thoughts as an attorney, they will, what is it, know, like, and trust you. And yeah. I, I think that's the ultimate goal of any attorney, right? I mean, how that's such a great way to reach people mm-hmm. without personally sitting down with each and every single potential client. Yeah, I think it could be great.
0: Yeah. You know, my thinking is that you don't have to talk about a particular substantive law topic, especially I mean, let's face it. Who's going to subscribe to hear this week's story about about auto accident law? (laughs) Right. Yeah. But if you if you target a niche audience of people who share something else in common eventually some subset of them is going to need a lawyer who do, does what you do. Mm-hmm. And if they know, like, and trust you, that's how you, you know, you, you market. Just like, you know, if you're into your kids, little league games and you go and you meet the other dads and other parents and whatever. And, you know, sure enough, someone in that group is eventually going to have the opportunity to refer you some business um, because you've developed some affinity with them.
1: Yeah, I mean, of course. Yeah. And so. and talk and just great conversation starters and talking points with people that you meet um if they hear something you mention in a podcast like i i don't talk about it too often but i listed yeah. it on and you mentioned in my bio I, and i listed it on my website yeah. i i like training i like running so i train for half marathons mm-hmm. and i've had a few people strike up conversations with me either on twitter or through email or in person about just running in general because it's just something to connect with other people sure. about
0: and you become that fashion lawyer who runs marathons or half marathons. You know. <laughs> Very
1: fashionably, right? <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, I don't know. Are you? <laughs> no,
1: no, not at all. <laughs> no, I, I, look, I look awful when I run, but I love it. So it doesn't matter. <laughs>
0: yeah. So what's the plan? What's the trajectory for the podcast? And where do you see this going? You know, another 13 episodes down the line, another 40 or 50 episodes down the line. What, what do you think?
1: Oh, man. What a good question. I, You know what? No one's ever openly asked me that. I, it's just stuff that I've thought about on my own. Okay. I mean, I think, to be completely honest, yeah, obviously, eventually it would be nice to monetize it. It would be nice to have mm-hmm. uh, it produce some kind of, well, passive income. Well, mm-hmm. it's not that passive, but it would be nice to have it uh, bring in something on the side. So either through sponsors or, or affiliates or mm-hmm. uh, anything like that. That would be very nice. I know that I'm still a long way from there because I just started and I'd much rather build up my audience at this point so. and, and just provide value. But I think I'm hoping that my episode, I'm hoping I just become a better host, um, a better uh, question asker. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm hoping, I know my guests are already pretty amazing, but I'm hoping that I just keep um, finding guests who will re- help me reach a wider audience. I hope that, gosh, I hope that um, college students start listening before they even decide to go to law school because that's that's kind of the point, right? I hope I yeah. catch them before they go and either reinforce their beliefs in wanting to be a lawyer or completely <laughs> crush their dreams. Um, I What else? Yeah, I just, I hope I'm still around. I know that Pod fading is a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of it.
0: You've you've already crossed the uh, uh, the river sticks on that one. You're past episode really? seven, yeah. So,
1: oh, is that the number of death? What is like? What a, is apparently,
0: that? the the vast majority of new podcasts never go beyond a seventh episode. Um, oh. At least that's the the folklore around it. Right. So uh, <laughs> it's you know, like hey, much at all. <laughs> you're almost double. <laughs> yeah, well, but good, you know I'm good. Yeah, people realize how hard it can be, and and part of my sort of mission in life, I'm I'm evangelizing now for for podcasting, of course, mm-hmm. as a marketing tool. My mission in life is to show how, yes, it's technical, but once you develop a workflow and a, and you you can streamline it in such a way that it becomes a very easy, fast, routine kind of a thing to do, and you don't have to to Agonize over what you're going to talk about this week and and uh, and and find that, that I think that's the reason people pod is they all of a sudden they went, Wow, gosh, I don't know what I'm going to talk about, or I'm not yeah. enough of an expert to talk about that, or all those kinds of fears that, that play into it. Right. Um, well, I
1: would, I would sure hope that they thought about all this stuff before they even started because it's not, I mean, it's not extremely difficult at all, but it is time consuming. And true. I wrote down a list of, um, I want to say at least 75 different topics and kinds of guests that i would want to have on and i did this about two months before i launched because i I, I, yeah
0: Yeah, that's you a lawyer who is inclined (laughs) to over prepare isn't it
1: right (laughs) i guess yeah i guess it it came easy right
0: yeah and and also i'll say that i think among lawyers we are more inclined to finish what we start Mm -hmm. and uh and to stick with things um (laughs) Then, you know, the average hobbyist to decide, oh, I think like, that'd be fun. I'll have a podcast. I'll buy some yeah, fun gear. It, and, it, yeah. So. Right. <laughs> uh, okay. So uh, tell me about the last business book you read.
1: Oh, what a good question. Uh, the last one that comes to mind is uh, Rework by yeah. Jason, either Freed or Fried. I'm not. I think I'm, it's Freed. Yeah. Freed. Okay. Yeah. So that was the last one I read, <clears throat> which has been a while. and. Mm-hmm embarrassed to admit it i i usually read pretty often but mm-hmm. that was yeah that was the last one and it was about two months
0: ago good takeaways from that
1: um yeah it actually i mean it was so quick and yeah. each i mean i think each lesson is about a, a page or two right nice. it's it's pretty quick um I think the one, that I, the one that sticks out the most at this point is the chapter on on planning. And he basically says, don't do it, <laughs> which goes against everything I just talked about.
0: <laughs> Go um, with the flow. Let the wind blow you where it may. <laughs> know,
1: well, no, it was more like, um, yeah, you can plan to a certain extent. But if you plan so much and something um, in the world throws something your way, because you're trying to stick to your plan, you're not going to adapt and handle that, that um, curveball very well. Uh-huh. So it's oh, like yeah, plan to a certain extent, but then be okay being malleable and, and changing course
0: that's really okay, so plan the next step, but don't plan the whole entire yeah. future, yeah,
1: exactly, yeah, okay. and that that go like I said, that changed my perspective because I really do like planning, and I have at any given point three to do lists going on, so <laughs> yeah, it definitely changed it, and now i'm I'm I now I roll with the punches. <laughs>
0: Well, Nicola, this has been a, a really fun interview. I've enjoyed my time it with you.
1: Been. Me too. Uh,
0: and I'm sure the listeners have gotten a lot out of it. I'm I'm grateful. Thank you for joining in.
1: No, thank you for having me. I've had a great time.
0: Tell the listeners how they can reach you.
1: Yeah, sure. So I'm all over social media. So I think Twitter um, would be a good way. And that's at Nicole Aboud and I C O L E A B B O U D. You can send me an email directly. I'm, I'm pretty good at responding so it's nicole at com, and that's at g-e-n-w-h-y lawyer.com and you can even find me on instagram at nick n-i-c underscore abood. a-b-b-o-u-d
0: all right very cool instagram i think you're the first one who's mentioned that one uh that is a gen y thing <laughs> and maybe a woman thing you're the second woman we've had on the show and um, I'm going to change that because uh, there are some other voices out there that need to be heard. So, um, Cool. And the and the podcast is on the website at GenYLawyer.com.
1: Yes. And it's both spellings of Y. So uh, W-H-Y and just the letter Y. I've got them both.
0: Fantastic. Fantastic. And thanks also to you, the listeners. Please take a moment to send us your comments and your suggestions on, uh, on the web, the website at LawPodcaster.com. And we would love it if you would give us an honest review in the iTunes uh, store so we can continue to grow our audience. And uh, that's about going to wrap it up for this episode of the Law Podcasting Podcast want to encourage everyone out there to head on over to lawpodcasting.com where I've just uh, posted the first in a free video series that talks about all kinds of legal marketing strategy, including my own six-part strategy for marketing a law practice. It's free. It's not just about podcasting and I hope you'll check it out. And until next time, keep on podcasting.